Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Welcome to another episode of the Sermon B-Side Podcast. My name is Matt Uloyan, and I serve as a pastor and one of the elders here uh, at Liberty Church. And... Really excited to announce today uh, my new co-host. We've been waiting a couple weeks for his uh, B-Side podcast, not debut, uh, but debut as a as the co-host. And you know what? It just feels a little bit fitting to bring some Chicago Bulls theme music into this. So here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, from North Haleden, New Jersey, I am now proud to introduce the new co-host of the Sermon B-Side podcast, standing, standing at, well, my daughter, my youngest daughter says he can touch planes in the sky, so standing at 35,000 feet, (laughs) Mr. Steve King. Steve King. Welcome to the Sermon B-Side wow. Podcast. What an intro. <laughs> now, wait a second. Wait a second. Um, well, first of all, for anyone who's wondering, I'm not a Chicago Bulls fan. Uh, New York Knicks. New York Knicks fan. Uh, it's been a painful 20 years. Um, the 90s were great. The 90s. the 90s were really good as a Knicks fan. The last 20 years. They were still better as a Bulls fan, though. I mean, not that I am. Oh, yeah. The 90s were better. That's true. The 90s were better as a Bulls fan. That's true. That's what made the, that, that's what was hard about being a Knicks fan in the 90s. But uh-huh. the, Knicks, the Knicks were good in the 90s. Um, wow, thanks for that. I was hoping more, so I'm a New York sports fan. You got my, you got my hometown right, North yeah. Hale to New Jersey. Yeah. Um, I'm so, also, we're both from New Jersey, that's so true. we've got that yep. going for us. Yep, but you know what, you know my hometown. Um, but I'm a New York sports fan. I was hoping more for like Bob Shepard. I thought you'd get mm. Bob Shepard in here to do like a, a you know, special now, guest. Now batting, mm, now batting right. as the B-sides, but he died years ago, so <sighs> you wouldn't be able to get him. That was really expensive to get. A, that would have been expensive. Fake, a Bob Shepard deep fake. <laughs> Bob Shepard deep fake. Tell you fake. what, man, those go for. They're a lot of money. They're online. a lot of money. Yeah. The Bulls theme was free on Amazon Music. So Derek Jeter, fun fact. Yeah, I'm full of Yankees fun facts. Okay. Derek Jeter always had the Bob Shepard intro for him played even after Bob Shepard passed away. Did he really? So when the new the new PA for the Yankees would introduce the batters, Derek Jeter always still had the recording wow. of Bob Shepard because Sup- he's a superstitious legend. thing. Uh, no, not no, just, just to like, honor, just, just to honor, honor him. him. Yeah. yeah, yep, that's amazing. Bob Shepard was was kind of the, was the voice of God. That's what they called him as wow. the PA. Which I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I mean in our setting, that's not, what, we totally disagree. <laughs> okay, let's like put that out there as well. Sure, yeah, that's not much to live up to. Yeah, that's just. I don't want to on my first day start making waves at the church. Like, <laughs> what is? Oh gosh, what's Steve gonna be bringing to this? Totally disagree. Bob Shepard, not the voice of God, but yeah. Um, but that's how Derek Jeter did that's it. How, that's how he did it. Yeah. That's how he did it. So, hey, thanks. Thanks for the welcome. That's not my, not my debut. You have been a guest. I've been a guest. A couple times a couple on times. the Sermon B-Side podcast. That is true. You have preached several sermons uh, at Liberty Church and then been, you know, the the in the hot seat, so to speak, on sure. the show where we've been asking you a lot of questions sure. uh, further about the, the sermon and the text you preached. But... Uh, today is actually your first day in the staff capacity for Liberty Church That's as true. our director of operations. That's true. And uh, host slash co-host of the Sermon B-Side podcast. There it is. So, big day. Big day. Real big day. Big day. And it's, you know what, I've been doing it the last couple of weeks kind of with me and like brought in Mike last week as a guest. They've been great. Called up John. 
but it's also a little weird to preach a sermon and then like go like, do I interview myself? Like, what's the what's right. what are we what are we doing here? Right. So, right. for multiple reasons, not to, not least of which is uh, your own background doing uh, doing like MC work for sporting. Events. I've done some. That's true. Uh, it's going to be great to have you as right. as host of the B Side Podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I hope that proves to be true. I don't know if I I have loved um, any of the. Like on screen, on camera, doing play-by-play, color. I have some of that in my background from my work in, in athletics and collegiate athletics. I've loved that. This is not exactly play-by-play and color analysis. Maybe not with can, that attitude. Can I re- well? Can I record this during the sermon? <laughs> no, that would be amazing. Can I? Can I record this? Can I get my own little soundproof room? Listen, record all, this. That'd be more you need play-by-play. One, you need play one color. line like up, oh, and he attempted another joke. Oh gosh, and it fell flat. All right, <laughs> and, and, and we're panning the audience right now <laughs> to see the congregation's reaction to that. And you can see, oh, right there. Look, third row back. Mm. He's grinding his teeth. I think he's grinding his teeth. Oh, he's pulling his sleeves up again, everybody. We haven't seen that before. So (laughs) for those that you know you, they they get that. There you go. Oh, they know now. Now they know. Now you'll see Matt pull his sleeves up. He's a sleeve puller. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm really – thank you for the intro. Um, Thanks for bringing back nightmares from the 90s when the Knicks couldn't beat the Bulls in the playoffs. Had to do it. Um, Charles Smith. Anyone anyone Charles Smith out there? He's somewhere rolling over. That's right. Uh, hey, I'm excited, excited to, to be uh, continuing as an elder. I've been an elder now for a couple years. Um, for those of you that are listening, um, I, I trust I know many of you. Many of you know me. Maybe there's some that are listening that I haven't got a chance to meet yet. Uh, yeah, been with Liberty Church for going on 10 years. Yeah. I've been an elder for a couple years. Excited now to be in a staff role um, as our director of operations. Uh, and it will be excited to be a consistent presence here on the B-Side podcast. So great Great, great podcast that's uh, contributed a lot of value to our community over the last couple of years. I'm excited to continue moving that forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we uh, want to just continue to put the request out there for questions. So I know we're getting back into rhythms for uh, this new year and Bible studies are a couple weeks in now. Uh, we really have not gotten any questions, at least emailed to us or anything like that. So uh, we really do want to be a resource for you on the podcast. So uh, email us the questions you've got. Uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, Monday morning early. We usually re- try to record this, you know, late morning on Monday. Um, so if you can send us a question before that, we will do our best to uh, to make sure we get to it. I will be I will be at my best if I'm able to do play by play live during your sermon. <laughs> I will be I will be good if we get no questions. Mm. We will both be better if we get questions. Much better. So maybe not at our best, because my best would be live play-by-play, <laughs> but I will be better if there are questions coming in from from our community. So yeah, send send those in. Uh, we did have, in the past, we've had a really good rhythm of people submitting not just, not just questions, but really good questions yeah. that have pressed us on the B-Side podcast to to really bring then more reflection that have set up Bible studies really well. Um, so that's a credit. That's a credit to you all who are listening, um, being engaged in the message on a Sunday, reflecting on that, sending questions to us. I know it can kind of be a quick turnaround to get those questions to us um, by Sunday evening or, or Monday morning first thing. Uh, but an encouragement to please do that because it, it's really valuable for us to get those questions, reflect through them, have to respond to them. And then also I think it's the, the, the value goes right back to you and everyone else in the community when, when those questions create more conversation and, and more prompting for our Bible study. So bring them, bring those questions. Absolutely. 
Uh, well, in the um, in the absence of those for this particular sermon, we were in Acts chapter twenty yesterday. Yes, uh, I I did a quick summary of the first you know sixteen verses of that, but then really focused on the second half of Acts twenty about um, about elders and about the role of elder. Um, Steve, what would be a helpful place to kind of to kind of dive in here? Yeah, well, I'd say take us maybe just. Um, Begin with the mindset you had going into the into the message, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard you say already, you know, outside of this podcast, just our conversations. It can be it can be unique, uniquely challenging um, to from the front preach on what leaders are for a church or what pastors are for a church or elders, and so um, oftentimes in Christian circles, it can be hard or not hard, but you know, when when a pastor is preaching on tithing. Sure. Right, it's like wow. Okay, here's the here's the pastor preaching on tithing again, or sure. service to the church again, and sometimes maybe that could be a trope sometimes in Christian circles, uh, and maybe preaching on leadership and um, and eldership and the service of leaders to a church can feel that way. Yeah. That did not come across. I didn't think from what you said yesterday, but just I know, I know that's on your mind because uh, you're self aware in that regard. So just bring us maybe just introduce or just review where you were at coming into the Sunday morning and preaching on, on what you did with Acts 20. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great, yeah, it's a great launch point question. Um, there's a couple things that kind of are always on my mind when I'm thinking about, uh, how to preach about the role of elder. Cause man, one is certainly, um, how do I help other people in the church see the real worth and value of this role without it coming across as self-serving. Yeah. And that's even maybe some of what you were referring to with tithing or serving the church. Like these are important things that we're called to do and pursue as Christians. It's really hard to be a person who also benefits from that, uh, preaching to other people about their importance for why they do it. So I'm always, I'm always sensitive to, okay. Uh, it's really important. I think that the church understands what elders are, what they do, why they do it. Um, but, to do that in a way that doesn't just automatically go like, and see everybody, I'm amazing. And so, are there, you know, like, and it's, um, that it doesn't come across as self-serving, that, right. that it really is for the sake of people understanding the design and the, and the intent of God for this office, this role. Yeah. Um, that's one thing. I think the other thing that's really, was on my heart in going into to this text and this sermon on Sunday was, man, it, it just feels like there's so many examples right now um, and loud examples, if, even if not numerous loud ones, the ones that are out there of, um, just a, a widespread, uh, cynicism, skepticism, lack of ability to trust leaders in general, yeah. uh, leaders who have authority with their leadership, maybe more specifically and leaders in the church, even most specifically. Sure. And so just a, just an atmosphere of people saying, man, I don't like institutional religion. I've been wounded by, um, whether that's, you know, both real and perceived, I've been wounded by leaders in the church with authority. Um, I, I, you know, gosh, one of the most popular podcasts in, uh, in Christian, in Christianity today, you know, in, in Christian subculture at this moment is one about even one of the, the circles that we run in with, yes. uh, with Acts 29 network and, and Mark, Mark Driscoll and yeah. about Mars Hill. Um, and that's maybe a topic for another day to get into that. But, but just as a, it just gives you a little snapshot into, this is kind of what's widespread out there right now. There's been a lot of um, pastors and elders who have brought this upon themselves with misusing and mishandling that the role that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, I think, from that, there's just kind of kind of rippled outward a widespread difficult difficulty to trust and cynicism about yeah. leadership in the church. So thinking, man, 
I get that. I want to acknowledge that and be honest about it. I want to like, you know, not at all pretend that I'm just somehow better and above that and need to be sensitive to my own <clears> life and, and our lives as elders of Liberty Church. Yeah. But, um, to also say like, th- there's actually a beautiful picture and just like the actual role of elder is so incredibly beautiful and means so much for the people sitting under the leadership of, of those elders. Like it's, it's just it just struck me again both the 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 privilege and honor to be a person who sits in this role and the gift it is to be someone who sits under other godly men who yeah. serve as elders and go like this is actually the love of god for you and the extension of jesus's own shepherding of you and just to say man can we can we just like have another from scripture itself a loud voice that would combat uh, the cynicism and skepticism that's out there about church yeah. leadership. Yeah, that's well said, and not not an easy um, needle to thread in that regard. Even we won't we won't get into it a lot today. But the the podcast you're talking about, the rise and fall of Mars Hill, right? You know, it's I think it's actually easy to listen to a podcast like that and kind of like let the cynicism grow. Like <laughs> you just like you know, and that maybe that maybe that's for that, sure. Save for another time. Or, you know, maybe my own personal commentary on the way that. I think that podcast has been done well. And at times where I've gone like, wow, they're just kind of like driving the same cynicism that they're critiquing. Sure. You know, so, and, and so it's not an easy needle to thread to present um, where the air is on both sides uh, because we also don't want to be, and, and you're, you're already uh, referring to this and um, referencing it. We don't want to be a church that also negates where leadership fails. Right. And we don't want to be a church, nor do we want to even suggest that it's, that, that, that we think it's possible that leaders shouldn't be held accountable or that we at times will not have blind spots. And you're, you're, you're mentioning your own appreciation to sit under godly authority, to be accountable to others in your life, primarily even in the church elders that you yeah. uh, work with, um, myself and others, like our, you know, the, um, the plurality of plur- plurality of elders that we have. Yeah. So, um, it's not, not, not an easy kind of line to, to, to toe there because mm-hmm. there's errors on both sides. So hopefully that came through even in the message yesterday. What were, what were ways in which you, you found yourself wanting to make sure you did that well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. I, I definitely wanted to acknowledge that there's been such a thing as hurt yeah. and abuse from, um, from authority, um, yeah, if, if maybe that's a, a tendency for some to just be cynical and skeptical and think everybody abuses their authority in those roles. So let's do away with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there, and the other side being like, okay, well, no, church leaders are, you know, anointed of God. They never do anything wrong. The reality is, of course, no, like they're flawed human beings, but they are, they are many of them called and qualified to be in that role. So to, to be able to acknowledge both of those things and to say, this is what elders are in the church. But also we know that elders fail in that role and sometimes in pretty horrific ways that really wounds people. Yeah. So that was one um, thing I was particularly trying to do there. I was trying to give even people a little bit of a behind the curtains view, especially talking when Paul talks about fierce wolves coming in Mm -hmm. among the sheep, um, just to try to invite people into the complexity of that, uh, where... Maybe again, like if the one extreme is to say like, yeah, anybody who expresses like a false view of, of the gospel or Christianity is a wolf. So shoot them. Um, now that wounds a lot of people and has wounded a lot of people because, because, you know, that's, there's certainly some people that just need to be patiently and gently, uh, corrected and guided and admonished. One of the roles of an elder that we didn't even get to talk about yesterday is admonishing people, mm-hmm. um, who <clears> are <throat> sheep, you know, not who are wolves, but who are sheep. 
Right. Uh, on the other hand, people saying like, well, no, wolves, you know, like every, just treat everyone like a sheep. There are no wolves. Um, and the reality is, man, no, there are wolves and it's really damaging to the entire flock if you don't. So even trying to help, you know, it, it, I think it can be hard for people until they've actually sat in a chair like the role of an elder. Other church offices and leadership roles potentially to some degree. But man, even my own experience, I was a leader in a, in a variety of capacities before be curious to hear your experience in the Steve being a leader in multiple places too. There is just something very definitively distinct about other leadership roles I've held in the church and this one mm-hmm. <laughs> and sure. the, 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 the measure of weight uh, and the weight of responsibility that I feel in many things, but including that and, and the discernment to go, okay, there's, there's correction probably needed here. Is it a sheep that needs gentle patient correction? Is it a wolf that needs to be confronted with, yeah. um, with a false view of, and actually drawing people away. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's a little bit of a glimpse even behind the curtain for, for us, for me of, um, of man, like our, my own dependence on the Holy spirit to give me discernment to know yeah. what's what and who's who in those, um, in those moments. Yeah. We have, you referenced yesterday, at least one of our elder vows. Yep. Can't remember if you mentioned multiple. I think it was just the one that just I just quoted. The one, right. Yep. Like, okay. Um, and those are vows that, um, we, in a rhythm throughout the year, we use those to pray through in our, in our prayer and fasting days that we do as elders. Yep. Um, they're in they're, they're a copy of them is glued in the Bible that is given to each one of our elders when That's we right. become an elder. So that, that the Bible that I use primarily has the, the, the vows in there. And you said it well yesterday. I'm, I'm just maybe commenting or answering your, your invitation and my reflection on being an elder. Um, it is really weighty. Like, I, you know, and that's, and that's, and I don't say that as a way for anyone as if uh, we're looking for the, aff- like more affirmation for anyone to go, Oh, the, the weight of, of an elder is, is so much. And so we're not looking for gratitude as much as just like, that's a reflection of like, when we read those vows, when we pray through them, when we think through them, when you reference it yesterday in the sermon, like it constantly makes me feel I think what it should, which is like, oh gosh, I can't like who, yeah. who's sufficient for this. Yep, that's right. And that's, I think even what, where your landing was in the message yesterday, yeah. like in, in the call of an elder, in the call of a leader in the call of a Christian, like ultimately we, any one of us. So anyone in our church should get to a point where we go like, who is sufficient for this? That's right. Um, and yeah. it's it, none of us. Christ yeah. is only. Yeah. And so like our heart, which can be, can be weighed down with this, with this calling, if, if, if done well in the spirit is quickly, not maybe not always quickly, but turns to gratitude yeah. for Christ right. and the glory of Christ and the glory of God, which is like, oh, that's, that's the purpose. That's right. That's the purpose of it. So that's right. Um, yeah. Super weighty. I'd say like your, your question of what's it felt like to be an elder. I want, well, you know, I'm only one person. We could ask other elders as well. Really weighty. At times, recognizing, you know, for anyone who's listening, wondering how this works, when we become elders, we don't all of a sudden get like the secret potion <laughs> or, or this the secret tool that makes it easier. Yeah. I think you even right. said yesterday, I, I mean, recount how you said yesterday, anyone who wants to, who, who aspires to this role, get ready for the training yeah, that, that will now come. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think in two fronts, there you you have you know in some ways a bullseye painted on you for the attacks of Satan. So, you know, you're <clears throat> where you're prone to believe lies, where you're weak <clears throat> in temptation. Um, 
I my experience has been, and from talking to many other pastors and elders, similarly, uh, you just get the the attacks come you know hard and fast there. The, the whole idea where which is actually applied to Jesus is actually from the Psalms, I think, and then or maybe Isaiah, and then applied to Jesus, where you know talking about strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Uh, of course, that's primarily about Jesus in Scripture, but then it's also, by extension, I think, the under-shepherds of the church. Strike the under-shepherds and the sheep. I mean, how much damage has been done to churches when shepherds of those churches, elders and pastors, yeah. have abused their authority, have fallen, have have had a moral failure? Yeah. I and mean, that, that wreaks havoc across the board. So bullseye on your chest from Satan's attacks and, you know, flip side, you know, of the coin um, – <clears throat> A in the kindness of God, an exposure of your sin, and even like the way I think I described it yesterday, putting your your own sanctification on hyperdrive, just yes. kind of ratcheting it up that notch of saying, "Hey, I actually I love you, uh, Shepherd Elder that I'm calling to be in this role, and I love the people that I'm <clears throat> placing under your leadership enough to bring the growth and maturity. You're going to need to do that role well to have yeah. something to offer them, and in order to do that, I'm often going to bring a lot of trial. I'm going to I'm going to bring that, you know, the sanctification, the growth and transformation. I'm going to bring that a lot more quickly um, than maybe otherwise you would experience. You might be able yeah. to not be in the, you know, all the images we have in Scripture for what sanctification is, like the fire that that, that burns away impurities, the um, um, the iron sharpening iron. You know, these violent yeah. images we have, like that that the, the the rate of that ratchets up. Yeah, yeah, and that's and. Uh... Again, spoiler alert for anyone listening, that that increased rate of sanctification, well, at times, praise God for any one of us, like there's fruit that we get to experience from that and blessing that comes, right. no doubt about right. it. It's also not um again like a like a like a club where it's like because you get this increased sanctification, you just arrive and I don't think any one of us ever looks around and go like, Oh, we've arrived. Nope. And faster yeah. than we thought we would. Like yeah. it's just come so fast. It's just this it is a but you're right that it, it, there is a um, an experience of, you know, by the Spirit of God, the weight of this call is made clear, and it does put into hyperdrive that sanctification. It just like you 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 just you feel it. You feel yeah. it. You experience it in relationships. You you feel it in the responsibility you have to lead and shepherd people well. And uh, and I just want you know, I think any one of us, Matt, I think you would say this too. Express gratitude for the people in our church that have yearn for that and yeah. welcome that. Yep. Um, we've had times over the years where that hasn't always been welcomed, right? There's hard things that come in relationships and ministry too, but yeah. I'm grateful for how we're pursuing that together at Liberty. I think it's, I think it's been a really, um, it's been a blessing to experience it as we have. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And that's where, um, that's where I really, I mean, I hope and going into yesterday just was praying a lot this past week that, um, <clears throat> that we would be and continue to be and increasingly be the elders here of Liberty church, um, a real picture, a real extension of the, the shepherding of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That, that just really struck me. Um, that uh, particularly that vow that I quoted, you mentioned the other day about, you know, that we would serve in this role, um, no matter what persecution or, or, or trouble would arise to us on that account. I'm not quoting it exactly there, but it's something like that. And that, you know, that, that what we audaciously vow because of Jesus, our sufficiency in that role mm -hmm. is really meant to be, you know, an, a, a human flesh and blood in the present, uh, physically present with the people of this church and an example of, of the love of Christ for you. Like it's meant to, it's meant to say you are, 
you know, that's what Paul was saying as he as he commissioned the elders, as he prayed for him in Acts 20. You know, this is God's church that he obtained with Jesus' blood. It's the blood of Jesus that obtained, bought, bought you. They bought the men and women and children of the church. And that you are precious enough to die for, to be obtained yeah. with the blood of Christ. Elders, when they say, and I will shepherd the church, no matter what harm or persecution arises to me on that account, are saying, yeah, let me be another physical right in, right next to you, right looking you in the eyes the way Jesus can't right now. Um, you know, Paul says, filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. Nothing's lacking in the afflictions of Christ except he's not physically here with us right now. Yeah. So elders being that, hey, let me look you in the eye and be an extension of the ministry of Jesus saying you are precious enough to die for. It, it's actually worth my life <laughs> um, if you find yours in Christ. Yeah. And, and, and that to me is like so re- re-envisioning and compelling for the role that we get to play. Wow, like we get to do that. And I hope it's compelling and envisioning for people in the church to go, I'm loved by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I and I hope, you know, I and you, Steve, and, and Bob and Andrew and Mike, other men that would serve in this role with us, um, that we are examples of that, that we're a picture of the, the you know, the real love that Jesus has for uh for, for the people of this church. Yeah. Yeah. And I maybe we'll, I, have a, I have a question for you that maybe can take up some more of the bulk of our time. Just for a quick reflection there, a charge to any one of us, I think, in here, and this is, you know, it's 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 in Scripture as a charge, just it's present by the words of the Spirit. But when I read these verses, maybe it's just so my own self-reflection, I can quickly think of those verses in, uh, you know, verse 28, leading into verse 29, the savage wolves coming in. You mentioned that already. And maybe just, uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's my own reflection, but if anyone resonates with this, is it too easy for us as Christians to just be then put onto a defense so quickly, eager to find the wolves, eager to be combative for the people who are speaking uh, wrongfully? They're not speaking the truth, but instead, like Paul's writing so much here. He He's writing so much about the humility and the tears, the service to Christ, mm-hmm. the service to the Lord, Um Knowing that the Spirit has warned him he's going to be in prison, that there's hardships that come, he's for so much more than he really seems to be against. I mean, That's he's right. certainly against something. That's right. And we as Christians should be against that which is not true mm-hmm. in our church and in culture. We should always speak boldly for the truth. And yet, um, maybe it's all my, some of this is really just my own self reflection, maybe a charge to myself and all of us that we would be known as a church that's for. Mm-hmm the work of the spirit and for the glory of Christ, even more so we can do that. We can be both that and on defense against the wolves and not just always eager to find the wolves. That's right. And, and cast them out. That's so right. Just a self-reflection there. And a good one, man, at that. It, yeah. I think there's, um, yeah, there's, there's um, probably a proclivity in each person that would serve in that role to be more about feeding sheep or more about protecting sheep. <laughs> And of course, the call is both of those things simultaneously, where if, you know, and, and man, like probably what, what begins as a good desire to protect the sheep and a, and a real vigilance and caution about protecting the sheep, uh, I have seen in even some examples of friends, uh, who, um, there have been men that have been, you know, appointed to the role of elder, gone through training to become an elder, stepped into the role of elder, and then actually turned that turn that staff, you know, to hit back at the pastor Hmm. who just walked through training with them. Um, And you just, you just say like, wow, okay. I think what that is, is there's, there's a good desire to protect the sheep, 
But it just is, it's, um, it's applied in a way that says like, Hey, if you don't change these 10 things about your life tomorrow, yeah, you now are disqualified <clears throat> in ministry. And it's like, man, we, you know, like you, you've been walking through this training thing with me for the last, you know, couple of years or something. Sure. And like, we just never even had a conversation about it. And now, like, now that you're in this role, now you're, it's, so I think there's a good desire that can, and, and where they, you know, thank God people taking the role seriously that they want to protect the flock, but Forgetting that, like every single pastor, every single elder finds himself in the middle of his own sanctification. That's right. And if you forget that part, you forget that an elder and a pastor is a sheep too. The best of them are sheep that also bite, that also go astray, that also need to be constantly tended by God, that have not arrived, as you spoke to earlier. And if you forget that elders and pastors themselves are in the middle of their own sanctification, well, man, if you expect a pastor to have arrived, now they look like a wolf because the first time they do something, or even if there's a pattern of like, gosh, they're not, they're weak in that area. There's a sure. sin pattern that yeah. they're, gosh, of course we want to be like you and I, Steve, as elders and the other elders of this church, we want to be <clears throat> for each other, sharpening each other, helping each other grow and mature and not be in the same place as far as those recurring, um, you know, habitual kind of sin patterns that exist in our lives. Yeah. But man, like, um, yeah, you could, you could take that good desire without the appreciation for the ongoing sanctification needed in each other's lives. And you could, you could all of a sudden your, your lenses become, you know, all wolf, like everyone's a wolf sure. and you can. Yeah. So I think that's, that's certainly a, 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 a temptation of proclivity some people have, and it's, it's played out that way before. Yeah. Well, Matt, without, without questions having come in this week, let me prompt you this way. Yep. For yep. any of our Bible study groups that are looking for, an additional prompt or additional question to ask themselves to reflect on for discussion. Yeah. What What would you say is a, you know, a good takeaway for groups to be together to yep. discuss the sermon? It's great. Yeah. Two thoughts. One, um, as it relates to the role of elders to feed the sheep. Um, so there's some, you know, Ephesians four, um, he gave, Jesus gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. There's some that, that are going to serve in these kinds of roles. Um, so, that's the sum. That's the role of like you and I, Steve, and the other elders here is to feed the sheep. For those that are that are not serving in that role of elder, uh, I would say your role is to to come hungry, you know, to to desire the feeding, to desire the food. Um, and you can certainly, as as is a rhythm of grace of ours, you can pursue that on your own by reading the very words of God. Like you, you do not need me as a human mediator. There's one mediator between God and man. That's Jesus Christ. You do not you do not need me or any other elder to be a mediator for you, but we gather, we pay particular attention to the word of God and to prayer in our role. So come really hungry to hear the whole counsel of God. Um, come not to just have like your own perspectives on things affirmed and held up. Come to really be, you know, instead of reading things into scripture, have scripture read you as, it's, mm -hmm. as other people have said. And as we gather and you hear the word preached, come hungry to hear the word that, that the prophet Amos talking about the spiritual famine that exists where people look for the word of God and can't find it. Uh, I just would do a, a gut check this week with the people in your group. Are you grateful uh, that there's not a spiritual famine, that you have access to the word of God in scripture itself and in, you know, God willing, uh, I think this is the case, the ministry of, of Liberty Church. Um, and are you hungry? Are you coming hungry? And if you're not, maybe even ask yourself in that group setting why you're not. Other part that I think would be good for discussion this week is just to ask yourself, like, what is your perception currently of church leadership? Uh, what's your, what's your, um, you know, 
temperature check. Like, are you encouraged and grateful for the fact that there are elders and deacons that, that um, Jesus has appointed for his church? That that's a thing that exists in general. Um, and what maybe how is that overall view carried out in the life of this church? Do you find yourself eager and excited to follow the, the leadership of people here as they follow Christ? Um, do you find yourself reluctant and skeptical? Do you find yourself really bucking up against any kind of institutional anything or any kind of authoritative kind of leadership? Are you, are you, um, yeah, where, where are you at, at, on that? Um, I think to, to really be re-envisioned by the, by what elders are, uh, as Jesus has appointed them for the church, as Paul embodied, as he, as he <clears throat> commended and commissioned these Ephesian elders, um, to really ask yourself where, where you're at in that. I think yeah. those would be two great ways to use, use the time. Yeah. No, that sounds like great, great prompts there. And even that last one, discuss that and be open with each other to ask one another and also share the one that why or why not, right? Yeah. Just like, you know, yep. where are you? And then why or why not? And then where do you go as a result of that? Or, or how does that, yeah. how does that um, show up functionally in your life? And how do you desire for that to be more healthy, more mature? Um, yep. And that, that's, that's a question that all of us should want to answer that question. Like that's the, so we're not sitting here going like, well, no, I, I have no room for growth. I have no room for maturity. Like we all do. And so right. we all have these, yeah. um, whether they're conscious or unconscious, we have things that come out of us that do contribute to the perspectives we have. So like, what do we do with them? Yep. So I think that'd be a great reflection, great discussion. And then the why or why not do we feel that way about leadership and what do we do about it? And insofar as the opportunities ever arise, arise and, uh, and, the, and the, the level of transparency that we'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear yeah, that. I know Matt would, any one of us in a church that, that would be elders and other leaders, but even just the church, let's be a, a group of people that's eager to know this about one another, to spur one another on. That's right. You know, toward maturity, um, in our, in our faith. Cause yeah. that's ultimately where this is going to, where, where the fruit's going to be found. That's really good. I, and that's, that's encouraging, man. I, I, um, I did get one email and as a response to yesterday, I didn't have a question in it, but just someone who said, I am one of those people that experienced a lot of hmm. hurt from hmm. a pastor and what I would call, you know, abuse of that role. And could we talk about that sometime? And I said, man, praise God. Like if that's, that's part awesome. of what we yeah. get to do in this, um, man, that would, if we can be part of the, the healing process that I think God would, God does desire, for anybody that's experienced that, then I, you know, I don't, I, I'm careful when I say that because I don't want to presume to say I, I haven't also hurt people and need to apologize. You know, I sure, I, uh, John, you know, Robinson and I talked about several years ago when he was, um, coming into his role here, you know, the, the percentage of time of how a pastor spends his time <laughs> and how we envision that will look when we come, become a pastor, you know, preaching, studying, meeting with people. Right. Uh, I just drew, drew like a half of the like pie chart and said like, apologizing. Apologizing. I, I, I spent about <laughs> half an hour apologizing. And like, I know I say that kind of laughing now, but like in all honesty, like there's plenty of things I've had to apologize for over sure. the years. Um, and, and certainly what I'm, asking people to follow me. And most of all is being a, a person who repents <laughs> and believes the gospel. Um, that's Re the, Hey, repent, we'll believe it's half of it. That's it. That's repent, half, believe. That's half, that's half the circle. Perfect. Repent, that's believe. The, like it, it's the, it took you that long to find that out. Gosh, it's right there in the Bible. Yeah, right there. It's right there in the Bible. No. So that's, yeah. So if that's part of what comes out, you know, yeah. whether you're able to talk about that in your group setting or you're, if you're not comfortable, understand that too. But if, if that's something that, Myself or elders here can can um, you'd be willing to invite us into that? We would be honored to yes. find time and talk with yeah. you about that too. Very so. much so. It's good. 
Yeah, uh, just don't fall asleep during a sermon like you. Yeah, no, you, you put the you put the warning out there. You put the this is this is why we're all on one level. We just that's we it. don't we don't have a balcony. That's right. We didn't want to entertain no a balcony. Third story. No third story. No, that's right. I mean, I like listen. Uh, uh, as a father of four young kids, I have showed up to church sometimes <laughs> tired, and uh, you know, and have found myself having to fight to stay awake. And that's now right. I'm like, I better like I don't. We're going to institute the Uticus check. We're going to like, hey, neighbor, like you reach, right. reach across yeah. the aisle, yep. poke your neighbor. Yep. No Uticus. No Uticus. Uh, Uticus check. That's pretty good. No, we are. We all on one. We're on one floor. So we're yeah. pretty, we're pretty safe. There. Yeah. They, and the, the, the chairs will cushion you if you fall. They will. They're yeah. pretty soft. Yeah. The worst we've had at Liberty has been like, you know, <laughs> what I was used to laugh at my dad for as a kid growing up, but now I do, where like you kind of fall asleep in a chair and you just do like the, oh, really, the big violent, yeah. the really violent, like, Looks like you're in a you're in like a metal, I metal I I have done that in church before. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend I haven't. I have done that before. I don't remember the last time, but I I know it's happened. That's so it. I'll try That's not it. to have that happen again. I mean, uh, I, and I'll and I'll try to keep my sermons. I know there's a couple of jokes still around the the length of my. I've preached a handful of times at Liberty, and one of them was a 47 minute. Something like that. That's awesome. That's, Some people would know. So if, yeah. if you if you were head nodding during mine. I, I let you, you're okay. That's fine. There's I'll a great, uh, oh, here, here it is. And Paul talked still longer. Okay. That's, that's a great, that's a great scripture oh, you know, passage. You know what? Uh... You know what? No, forget it. I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to be me. All right. As Paul talked still longer. That's, that's the, it. That's the warning shot to pastors and okay. you know, preachers and that. I'm going to slip that in my next so sermon. The warning shot to Eutychus is like, don't, don't fall asleep on the window ledge. Right. The warning shot to pastors is he was, Paul was talking a while, man. He, okay. he could have wrapped it up maybe. All right. Yeah. Well, my, that's my ambition now. Okay. <laughs> hey, Steve, uh, take us home. Take us home on the, uh, first, uh, first co-host. Yeah. Episode. Well, super glad to be, uh, co-hosting. Excited to be in this role moving forward, uh, spending more time on this platform, uh, serving our community. W- Matt and I just continue to welcome questions. So bring questions. We're excited to hear more questions, uh, next week. And as we continue to uh, to pour into one another throughout the week in Bible study groups, especially, uh, which is where this content is, it has been found to be really helpful. So um, we'll look forward to being with you in future weeks. Um, enjoy the rest of the week wherever you find yourself right now as you're listening to this podcast. And we will see you in gathered worship again on Sunday. Uh, so blessings to you for the rest of today and this week. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B-Side podcast. For more resources and information about our church, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.